together Think I'll end up on the couch Wish I could start it all again And live up to the expectation The pressure of the world is getting me down Don't be calling me to be your knight in shining armor Cause I'm feeling less like Spider-Man More like Peter Parker today Episode 107 for July 2010. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They want to be your local comic shop online by offering today's comics at yesterday's prices. And they have discounts that start at 38 and they go up to 75% off the cover price of new comics and trades. A Spider Spotlight book for this episode is Web of Spider-Man number 12. It's unfortunately the last issue of that series, and the description reads, Quote, Who is Doc Ock? As the good doctor resurfaces in Spidey's life and origin of the species, get a glimpse into how Doc Ock came to be the multi-armed mechanical menace he is. Then, can Mary Jane rescue Spider-Man when Doc Trauma, Mr. Negative Scientist Supreme, and Femme Fatale targeted the life of Mary Jane Watson? She kidnapped her ex-beau Peter Parker. With the help of the Black Cat, Mary Jane's prepared to rescue the amazing Spider-Man. The cover price of that last issue is $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Okay, tackling message board questions, our buddy uh, George Behrman from uh, Texas was the very first person to get a question in. He says, August is Crawl Space Podcast Crew Appreciation Month. Hey, I didn't know that was an actual holiday. To honor that, I'm going to let you folks pick the combatants for August's Marvel Fight Club fights rather than the Fight Club Atron 3000, which comes up with fights randomly. But with that caveat that I decide on locations. So the only rules, no clones, no symbiotes. Brad and JR. Pick the two combatants for the first week's fight. Now, Jr. and I have kind of talked about this. You still want to go with what we originally talked about, Jr.? Yes. Okay. Jr.'s pick is... Who do you like, Jr.? Uh, I will pick Anna Watson. Okay. And I will pick one heart attack away from the deathbed, Aunt May. I want Anna Watson and Aunt May to fight to the death. Who will win? We'll find out on the front page of the crawl space for George's uh, Marvel... Fight Club fight. And Kevin and Zach. Zach texted me. His pick is Luke Cage. Kevin, who do you want to fight Luke Cage? I am going with Jamie Madrix, the multiple man. Cool. And Stella, who do you want to fight? Um, well, I'm a little concerned now with my pick because he said no clones, but I'm still going to go with X-23. Oh, yeah, okay. And Bailey, who's going to fight X-23? The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> she, okay. She's dead. <laughs> I don't know. However, she could stab him in the heart or the eye. I don't know. In the eye. Uh, Chaos Inc. from the UK, North East England. Hey, gang. Fairly new to the boards and didn't manage to get a question in on uh, last month. Welcome. To everyone, if you could add one thing, character stories to marriage to the new Spider-Man movies, what would it be? Also, what would you like them not to do? Uh, I want a more sarcastic Spider-Man and mechanical web shooters for a change. I think both of those would be neat. Anybody else? I want I'd like Mary him to Jane use and... some good writing. 
Good writing. Mary Jane what? I want a Mary Jane I give a crap about. <laughs> JR, anything you want in the new movies? Actually, actually, you uh, kind of took it. I wanted to see the sarcastic Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. but I really want to see like a character change from Peter to Spidey, kind of like Clark Kent to Superman, mm-hmm. where you know Spider-Man actually becomes that expression of Peter's, you know, his his teenage angst and all the things he can get away with that he couldn't as Peter Parker. So, yeah. Stella, what do you want to see in the movies? I think I kind of want to see Gwen. I think that would be different uh, to see that in the first one and then bring in Mary Jane. To anyone, what would you like them not to do? No Green Goblin. What about Norman in the background? Bill- I think Norman. I think Norman can be in the background, but I think no. this, the Green Goblin, the Osborne slash Goblin story has been done. I think they need to focus on new villains. But yeah, you got to have Harry, and if you have Harry, you got to kind of have Norman. But yeah. no Green Goblin. Come. No more than one villain per film. Yeah, and build that villain up. Make yes. us care about him. Okay, um, Rogue Forever, somewhere over the rainbow location. Kevin, if Morbius were to be in a Spider-Man movie, who would you cast as him and why? Damn. Um, I saw this question earlier in the month and was thinking about it, and I forgot to pick somebody. Before, I've said Thomas Kretschmann, but I think he's getting a bit old for the part. So I feel like I should choose somebody else, but I'm not really sure who. <laughs> it's... It, it's hard to think of somebody that can like pull off the accent and and the part and the look. Um, I don't know. This this uh, it might just be because he's in my head from watching Friday Night Lights, but I almost think Taylor Kitsch could pull it off, even though he's already played Gambit. Yeah. Um, you know, pale him up a bit, and he might have the look. So I don't know. I guess that's what I'm gonna go with. But I I feel like I should have thought about this question more. Maybe by the end of this thing, I'll have figured something else out. Okay. Stella, are you excited for Arkham Asylum 2 to come out for the PS3? I am excited. And I think, you know, to answer Kevin's question, because, frankly, I have a good – what about Robert Pattinson? You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I absolutely do not know what you're saying. <laughs> no, but I am excited for the game, yes. I am looking forward to that game, too. and I'm a Marvel zombie, and I love Arkham Asylum 1. I thought it was one of the best games on PS3. Uh, everyone, what, uh, who is your favorite Marvel character besides Spider-Man? Mine is the Hulk. Bailey is Superman, I guess, right? Yeah, I'm um, with, uh, yes. Oh, Marvel characters, I'm sorry. Stella just pointed out. Who's your oh, um, second Hulk. favorite Marvel character? I'm sorry. Uh, Hulk and Captain America. Okay. Kind of tied. JR, if I remember correctly, it's Punisher. Well, I mean, as far as, like, other superhero in the Marvel yeah. Universe, yeah, Punisher. Other character, obviously, would have to be Norman Osborn. Yeah. So. Kev, Morbius, right? Um, uh, yeah, if we're going with all characters, I, I, it could be Morbius, it could be Blade, um, and it could even be Hannibal King. I don't know, I would have actually put Daredevil in the running until recently, but uh, they're destroying him. You don't like the Diggle run with the hand? It's... Boy, that sounds so dirty. <laughs> you don't like the Diggle in the hand? <laughs> <laughs> well, Daredevil has always been, uh, you know, kind of a character that skirts the line, and uh, he has a bunch of bad stuff happen to him, and he might be willing to go a little bit further than other heroes, but what makes him a hero is that he never goes over that line, and that's always been made him an interesting character. It is the laziest story you could possibly tell to turn him into a villain. I'm guessing everyone's hero. I'm going to guess Stella's is Iron Fist. 
Probably, yeah, I'd say probably that's pretty close. Um, I've really gotten into, um, you know, ex- I, I don't know. It goes all over the place, I think, because it sort of jumps from Spider-Man over to DC being Batgirl. But, um, yeah, Iron Fist. Yeah, I'll go with Iron Fist. And your new favorite is Shadowcat. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I've very much been getting into Shadowcat and getting into her history, so. Did you read that Uncanny 143, The Christmas Story with the Brood? That's one of the best Shadowcats. I have not, but I have, yeah. I'll have to look Come. into that. Uh, what are your most memorable quotes from the podcast? Do we have any memorable quotes? What's a fat one? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody else remember any? Fu- Jr.'s dog bark and I love. I mean, I love calling Jr. at the hotel. That was fun. <laughs> that was uh, awesome. I uh, know Peter Peter David ragging on Venom eight six four. I, I yeah. mean that. That happened so long ago. I think it was, what, our fifth podcast. Yeah. That just still cracks me up. I'm going to try to get Peter David actually this year because he's writing a Spider-Man Vault uh, hardcover book, coffee table book. I'm going to try Peter to get Peter David. Peter David was funny all around. Yeah, I mean, he, he, uh, he started out when you, you know, back when I was being called Morbius, he said, who, more BS? <laughs> <laughs> and funny I guy. liked uh, Josh Keaton doing the intro in the voice of Spider-Man, saying you're mm-hmm. listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space podcast. I love that. And Stan Lee. Bailey, you got any favorites? Hmm. The what's a fat one you just can't get away yeah. from. Yeah, I agree. Just, just uh, <laughs> Never going to uh, leave pr- that down. Prison ass. <laughs> give I give it a G, Brad. I love that one. Uh, I give it a G, Brad. Twelve uh, inch Scarlet Spider. Yeah. And uh, Jr.'s masterful impersonation of Jeff Bridges as Obadiah Stan. <laughs> yeah. Well, was... and let's not forget Oscorn. 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 Love Oscorn. It's awesome. Uh, Michael, what? Who is your favorite comic book team up? Uh, DC. I would have to say Superman and Batman. Uh, in not on a monthly basis, but like maybe once or twice a year. I think that's a that, that's a cool thing to have. In terms of uh, uh, of Marvel, I I'm a really big fan. Whenever you can get Spider-Man and the Hulk together, yeah, mainly because it's never something where they're going to team up to fight the bad guy. It's always they just run into each other and Spider-Man tries not to die. <laughs> I love those two team ups. And I and I really kind of dig I dig that dynamic because usually when two Marvel heroes get together, like Spider-Man and the Human Torch, or Spider-Man or Captain America, or Spider-Man or anybody from Marvel team up, really, it's all about you know we've got to get together to fight this villain. But it, it's like since the Hulk is such a different type of character, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I like seeing I like seeing that a lot. Same here. Steve Rogers from New York City. Mike, in regards to your reasoning to drop the Superman titles, what other superhero secret IDs do you think are so intrinsic to the character's story as you think Clark is to Superman? I think the obvious one here is Peter Parker. Yeah. I mean, you you really can't have you can't take Peter Parker out of the title. You just can't. I mean, if you do, there, there's no title because he is just as important to to Spider-Man. Um, I would also say, I would also pretty much say the same is true with Bruce Wayne and Batman, though they have done interesting things with other people being Batman. But I think you know when you when you go with iconic characters, it's Superman and Spider-Man that need their 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 uh, alter ego uh, to have the stories really. 
have any kind of impact for me personally. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, what are your thoughts about JMS's, uh, JMS on uh, Superman and Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman's got a new costume, I see. Yeah, I haven't read uh, Wonder Woman 600 and Superman 700 yet, so I'm trying to keep an open mind. But uh, previews and panels I've seen on the Internet and reviews, um, they sound really awful. <laughs> I mean, I love JMS. <laughs> oh, thank but, God. <laughs> uh, the the Wonder Woman thing, I mean, the, I saw a couple of pages of that online, and I'm fine with the new costume. I really am. I don't care because I was one of the people that, would be embarrassed to buy a Wonder Woman costume or a Wonder Woman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would be very embarrassed to buy a Wonder Woman costume. Uh, <laughs> I would be embarrassed. I, I would. I would Woman put that on the front page for a week as the top story. I would not change. And nobody would ever visit the page again. I don't care. I'll kill uh, the site. <laughs> uh, but no, I would be embarrassed to buy a Wonder Woman comic or read it at work just because of the way she's dressed. People are going to look at me and think I'm a perv. Uh, so I'm fine Which with the new too, costume. Man. I really don't give a crap. Which um, is pretty pervy. Uh, Witchblade used to be. Mostly it's not so much anymore. Uh, there are a lot of variant covers that will still show the sort of metal bikini version of the Witchblade, but these days she keeps her clothes on. Okay. Um, but anyway, the, the stuff that bothers me is, A, I, she punches people and brands them with a W when she punches them. What the are hell you is kidding that? kidding me? Like That's Zorro? What, that's what they're showing. It's like they. Sh- I saw a preview page. She punches a dude, and then you see him. She punches him in the forehead. Then you see him laying on the ground with this like red hot W on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? That's almost uh, as bad as Aunt May buying an island. <laughs> and they've apparently rebooted her continuity and made her from the street, yo. Um, no. I just don't know what the hell JMS is thinking. I really don't. Um, and with Superman, his. Uh, story is apparently for the next entire year he's going to be taking a walk across the United States to reconnect with his roots in America. But I'm like, he just spent like a year and a half off planet. Now he's going to go walking for a year. Why hasn't Lois Lane divorced his ass yet? Man. I mean, so what she's about be his- hanging out with Lex Luthor? Yeah, awesome, wow. awesome. Yeah. So this none of it sounds like a good idea at all to me. I'm trying to keep an open mind because it's JMS, but I just don't see how this can be good. Yeah, you, you tell me how that goes, because I'm not going to be there. <laughs> yeah, well, I've only, you know, I had to uh, pretty much drop all comics but Spider-Man recently, so I've got ordered up to the first two issues of those runs, and I'm uh, I'm thinking I'm not going to even care that I had to drop it after that. <laughs> That's awful to hear. You're his biggest fan. FSU Spider Fan from Winterville, North Carolina, with many people dro- dreading Omed, let's be positive. What is something you're looking forward to about it? I'm I'm anxious to find out what the hell she whispered. I think the Paulo Rivera art looks like it's going to be good. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I'm looking forward to. About I, I'm it. I'm ready to move on from that story. I mean, it's been a hundred yeah, issues, no and doubt. we still have no idea what the hell happened that day. We don't know why people don't remember him as Spider-Man. We don't know what happened on the wedding day. Tell me, this is what you think happened, and then let's move on. Let's not drag it out. That's the biggest thing for me. But what about you? The rest of you guys. Anything? We don't care about my family. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I really, yeah, I just really, address it to, oh, I'm sorry, JR. No, I was about to say, I, I really don't. I don't really care what Joe Quesada does to try to justify uh, what he's done. It's a rationalization. It's not a story. So yeah. screw it. It's true. Stella? Yeah, I just want to find out, I guess, have information, because I think that it was touched upon and then just went away for a very long time. So I'm just 
ready to to know, I guess. Uh, Brad, are you freaking out about becoming a father yet? Do you have a plan of how you will get the podcast out those first few months when you get no sleep? You'll love being a dad, but it will damn near drive you insane. I speak from recent experience. Congratulations on your recent fatherhood. As we record this, it's July 10th. The due date is July 30th. So, uh, yes, I'm freaking out. Um, I, I'm anxious. The, the baby's room has come together. I've painted it. We've assembled a crib. Uh, we've bought, we've bought out babies of us practically. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, five minutes of pleasure is a lot of, a lot of money. <laughs> I thought that would, I thought that would get a laugh out of somebody. Are you guys? It only to took you five minutes? <laughs> I'm no Kevin Sorry, dude, I, I can't, I can't go ten. Sorry. Actually, actually, I was the thinking he was being ego, thinking he was being egotistical by <laughs> saying that he even lasted five minutes. I mean, Wow. Thank you, FSU. Uh, <laughs> are you the, Zach, are you there? If so, good. Well, sorry, FSU. Zach is not here, so. <laughs> Next question. No, I'm, uh, I'm off with my girlfriend right now. By the way, did I tell you I have a girlfriend? We make out a lot. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, style shift. His location is not available at this time. Uh, sub, sub dudes and duodettes. For those of you who have worked in customer service, what's your worst customer service related moment? Bailey, I'm going to you on that one. Walking into the, it's 1997, I'm working third shift at a gas station. Yeah. And somebody, a friend of mine comes out of the bathroom and says, I think somebody got sick in there. Oh, damn. I open the door and the first thing that I get hit with is the overwhelming smell of vomit. Oh. And in the handicap stall, Oh. From the right bottom corner of the stall, all the way up on the, wo- the wall, all over the floor, covering the toilet, was pink liquid weapons-grade vomit. <laughs> and I had to clean it up. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Kev, anything happen at the bank? <laughs> Uh, well, we have a lot of crazy, literally crazy homeless people where I work downtown, so I some interesting things. Remember one time this woman who, um, apparently had stabbed a cop with a plastic fork over, like, across the street, uh, came in and just started yelling at one of the other tellers, and, uh, we had this, we were advertising this promotion for people in the building, and the woman had to tell her, you know, the, the other teller had to tell her that, uh, you know, you can't have this because you're not, you don't work here. And she just started going to, you lie, you lie, you better think about Jesus. And it, it, it was loud and it was long, and I thought she was going to jump the counter and strangle this woman. Wow. JR, any funny customer service incidents with you? Well. Not really. I worked in a grocery store, and uh, I, there's no way I can match that. I mean, the worst that ever happened to me was some old man whose groceries I was carrying out telling me that his groceries wouldn't cost so much if people like me didn't have a job. Damn. So, but Ouch. but I can't I can't I can't can't top the vomit or the uh, the skirt and bullet wound story. So. <laughs> Stella, any funny stories of your jobs? Um, no, I was going to see if maybe I could pull off a retelling of one of Michael Bailey's classic stories about the madam that came into that, um, that, uh, store that he used to work in, but I decided oh, not God. to. Yeah. Um, no, I job. mean, the, the, wor- the worst <laughs> thing about working at the Disney store is constantly picking up things that, uh, should be dry, but they're actually wet. 
Oh. And oh. <laughs> oh. not think about why these things are wet and and put them back Ooh, on his mouth. Are you talking like a poo bear has drool or somebody pissed on? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it's what I'm talking about. Oh, like the kids <laughs> the kids drool on the stuffed animals. What? Yeah, they like teeth oh. on them and then they oh. put it back or something. Yeah. Oh, nasty! That's you gross. said poo bear. <laughs> <laughs> I did say poo bear in a in a spider and crawlspace podcast. Uh, I I really I guess you can call what I do customer service. I had a viewer one time. I don't know why she called me because I didn't even do the damn story. But we uh, the graphics guy screwed up. And somebody gonna get that? <laughs> Uh, the graphics guy screwed up. He misplaced a mugshot. Like, he said this one woman did this crime and this other person did this crime. But he got the women mixed up, and it appeared on the screen that this one woman did something else. And the woman decided to call my phone extension. And she says, I was just watching the news, and my face was up on the screen, and I didn't do that. And if you don't change that right now, I'm going to come down there and act a fool. And I kept that on my voicemail as long as I could until it automatically deleted. But I love a woman yelling and threatening me to come down there and act a fool. (laughs) Not not just a fool, an F-O-O, a fool. She's going to come down there and act a fool on my ass. But I just, that's my all-time favorite pissed off viewer comment. Okay. Uh, let's see. So, we're, style shifts, uh, instance was, uh, so far I've had this 20 something year old woman lift her up her skirt and expose her entire bare behind to show me a bullet hole wound. Sir, where do you work? I mean, <laughs> uh, wow, that's a frightening style shift. Good question, by the way, sir. I enjoyed that one. Uh, Donomark, our buddy from Nashville, Tennessee. Is Donomark in Nashville? Why didn't I know this? Does anybody know that Donovan's in Nashville? Um, I did not know. I do now. <laughs> I think he gets around. Um, <laughs> he moves around is what I meant to say. Oh, you meant it the other way. Uh, concerning the Grim Hunt, is it me or should Spider-Man and the others be able to beat up the Kravenovs? Since when did they get to be so powerful? Yeah, it's a little... Well, Spider-Man has the feet. swine flu. That's Which Peter, isn't that's Peter Porker. Flu. No, sorry. If he's getting antibiotics, he doesn't have the flu. Well, he did specifically say H1N1. Yeah, but then he said he was getting antibiotics. Well, maybe the antibiotics were to treat an infection related to the swine flu, but I had the swine flu, and they never put me on antibiotics. <laughs> I, I think it's uh, the little Skittles the pimp or whatever her name is. Um, she's kind of in the vein of like Robin. You know how he doesn't really have any powers. He's just athletic and young and nimble, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, anyway, she shouldn't be able to kick Kane's ass, I'll tell you right now. Uh, what are the odds that Craven will be totally fine with returning to life despite wanting to go out in last hunt? And uh, soul of the hunter, he killed himself because he was getting old, and he finally accomplished being Spider-Man. What else would he want to do? Try it again? Well, he needs to have more children, clearly. I mean, that's <laughs> obviously what he likes to do, let's face it. Hey, Craven, it's expensive, brother. I wouldn't, I tell you, man. Get, <laughs> well, get, that, get, that, get some banks, son. That, that's actually, though, where you need to really wait and read the rest of the story, because the question does get asked in part three. Oh. So, yeah. Good, good to yeah. hear. I have yeah, so no, part. I mean, I, it doesn't get answered, but I mean... Uh, it, it is brought up. So, you know, just, you know, you know, just wait to read the rest of the story. And has it been explained where his 
this wife of Craven was during Alashasha, Alashasha, there you go, Rampage in JMD's spec run. And for that matter, where was she when Craven killed himself? Well, when Alyosha went on a rampage, I doubt she cared because she's not Alyosha's mother. <laughs> I don't know. They define that she's uh, Skittles the Pennyhooker's mother, but they also clearly define that she's not Alyosha's mother, so I don't <laughs> think she gave a shit. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, does the act of in asking... serial fiction... What you are? No, I was about to say, I mean, again, in serial fiction, uh, missing relatives come up all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's this character's... This, this continuity is going on 50 years old. Uh, like any soap opera, you know, long-dead relatives or long-forgotten yep. relatives are always going to show up, so... Yeah. Uh, does the act of asking these questions label us dissenters, or are these genuine plot holes or contrivances? I no. just th- I just think we're fans. I mean, we're we're discussing it and we're picking it apart. But generally, we like the story. I think all of us yeah. did. Yeah. There, well, I mean, this... as... No, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was I was about to say there's this movement, especially among the pros, that if you say anything that isn't glowing praise of the material, you're just being negative. And there is a difference between being negative and critical analysis. And while we try to make it funny just to make it entertaining, I think, uh, you know, when you ask questions, you're just trying to figure out what's going on. And just by asking that question does not make you a dissenter. It just makes you a curious human being. Well, and they also say dissent is the highest form of patriotism. You know, we, we're keeping the people honest. <laughs> if we don't sit here and at least point out when things are wrong or when, you know, something is as god-awfully unacceptable as shed, then yeah. they're just going to go merrily on without ever hearing a bad word about it and thinking that it's perfect, you know? I mean, there's no reason for us to shut up and keep our opinions to ourselves. We, and, can be, we can try to be nice about it, but we don't have to just shut the hell up. And we pretty much all agree this this uh, Grim Hunt is pretty much... In terms of perfect, I don't know, we're giving it A's and B's. Yeah, it's close to a home run. Exactly. To Stella, did you see Eclipse? And if so, how'd you like it? Oh, Jacob. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I saw Eclipse, the midnight premiere, I guess. Um, Yeah, well... The problem with me, I guess, is that the environment um, affects me when I watch a movie. So Uh-oh. to begin with, I had to wait outside my movie theater in a line that wrapped around the movie theater as oh, if I were going man. to a Paramore concert. And then there was, you know, smoking, no offense to Kevin, around me. And so I felt like I was getting cancer as I was standing there in line. And then, <laughs> of course, you had the movie. And whenever Jacob rips off his shirt, which is several times, you know, I, I enjoy it. But I don't need screens in my ears and... And, you know, idiot commentary coming from, you know, stage right. So, in general, that sort of ruined it for me. But I still think that New Moon was better. I give Eclipse a B. Cool. I actually saw Eclipse. Really? Are are you shocked? I kind of liked it. I am shocked. It wasn't the porn version? (laughs) (laughs) What? No, not, that was full moon. Uh, no. Uh, oh, <laughs> good one. No, I liked I liked Eclipse. I don't like the the teeny bopper stuff, but I like the the vampire and the werewolf fight. Yeah. And and Kevin, I, what's your opinion on on the whole Twilight? Because you love Bloodsuckers. Uh, I have not seen it. I have not read it. Um, but I mean, let's face it. A friend of mine that was reading it. Uh, a, gay man told me, okay, look, I love this book, but you really have to like men 
to enjoy reading Twilight because she spends like pages and pages describing how beautiful a man he is. Yeah. So that pretty much tells me I don't need any of this in my life. Well, there was a scene in, in it where uh, uh, Edward goes to Jacob and says, "Man, you take off your shirt a lot." Or I, for what was the line, Stella? It was something similar to that. Yeah, I can't remember. I he thought it was kind of something. Oh, he has his shirt on. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. I'm sorry, but vampires don't fucking sparkle. <laughs> Why not? Uh, Spider Tour 02 from New York City. What I love his lizard little walking. Avatar. Haters gonna hate, baby. Uh, with Spider-Girl coming to an end, now is a good time to reflect on the character's run. What are some of your favorite stories and favorite moments? And t- thanks for the time, as always. Thank you, Gerard. Um, JR, you've been reading Spider-Girl for a long time. I know we don't have Zach on, but, uh, I mean, ten-plus years of good storytelling. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think one of the hallmarks of Spider-Girl and I think, actually, I think Kev would probably disagree, because didn't he and uh, Zach have a debate over the merits of Spider-Girl? Yeah. Uh, uh, but I, I think it's just been very consistent. I think it's been consistently good storytelling. I like Tom DeFalco's storytelling. Um, and it's kind of a shame she's coming to an end, but frankly, the sales do not support it. And uh, I think Marvel has been very generous in uh, keeping the character going as long. Uh, my favorite story probably has been was uh, the one with uh, Electro's daughter called Girl Fight where, uh, you know, Spider-Man had to come back in a costume, and he and May worked together to try to resolve the... It was a father-daughter thing, you know, and which, on both with which, you know, I can completely relate to, so that was my favorite. Yeah. And um, to talk a bit about the numbers, Spidey, uh, Spider-Girl, issue one sold like 17,000 copies. Then that was before everybody knew it was a miniseries. So I, I, it's just sad that in this economy that the book can't be supported. But you know what? You can't... You can't uh, look down on a 12-year run of a writer. My goodness. I, I th- yeah. th- That's longer than Stanley and Jack Kirby, wasn't it? I think. Uh, probably so, since they did 102 out of an issues of Fantastic Four. <clears throat> that would that would have been less than 10 well, years. Well, actually, if you talk just about writers, probably Chris Claremont wins, or Peter David probably is on Hulk surpasses that. But still, amazing run by Tom DeFalco. Uh, Greg XB from Los Angeles. Kevin, since you're a big fan of JMS and good television, have you sat down and watched Babylon 5? Uh, I've not. It's on my list. Uh, It's actually literally on my Amazon wish list. I've been wanting to watch it for years, but I just haven't gotten around to getting those DVDs yet. And it's pretty cheap. I think 20 bucks a season or something. So. Mm. Also, what do you think of American Sun, the miniseries so far? Uh, I was. I've only read issue one so far. I have issue two sitting on my to read pile. But I was very, very pleasantly surprised with the quality of it. Um, yeah. I've not enjoyed anything else I've read from Brian Reed really, and this was this was quite good. Yeah. Uh, the art was pretty good too, and I think it's it's telling a story that needs to be told. I mean, if uh, Gabriel Stacy still exists, then yeah, I think Harry and him need to freaking meet. So I'm I'm very pleased the story's being told. And I think the one issue I've read was done pretty daggone well. Yeah. And again, like I was telling JR, you know, it, it, uh, the minis in the past have been pretty poor, but, uh, it's nice to see them doing something with Gabriel. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about him taking on the American Sun identity, but I will definitely see how it plays out. It seems to have been okay so far. I mean, I would have preferred the Grey Goblin, but, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. It's it's something to be done with him. I mean, it gives him a purpose. So I guess that's that's something that's necessary. I I haven't read issue two either, but uh, it, I guess it looks pretty much like what Gabriel's going to be in the suit. Uh, yeah, I think they pretty much already defined that. Okay, cool. All right, now Zach's not here. Jr., what are your hopes for Origin of Species? I'm hoping for a con- 
confrontation between Norman and Doc Ock? Well, um, boy, Origin of the Species is supposed to deal with the uh, matter of Norman and Lily Hollister's baby. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know who's right. Does anybody know who's writing that? Uh, I don't know offhand who's writing that. Um, I, I always have mixed it's feelings. Mark Mark Waite, oh, well, yeah, after, I'll never forget, you know, after Spider-Man House of M, uh, I'm very suspicious of him. Uh, <laughs> well, well, Norman's down deep in the vault or, or, or somewhere, um, you know, that, uh, so I don't know if he and Doc would ever meet. I'm always a little leery of stories that involve Norman, though, in a way, because I like to read about him, but also I'm, I arrogantly presume and it is nothing but arrogant presumption that I understand the character better than a lot of the people who write him. Yeah. And so I'm always afraid there's someone's going to write him and get him wrong. And I've never really been the thing, the whole Lily Hollister baby thing just still seems a little wrong to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, in some ways I understand it, but it, it's, there's still some things that doesn't quite jive with my interpretation of Norman. So, but like anything else, you know, I have to read the story first and then make an opinion. And you know, Jr. This month is Normanless, and I really miss the bastard. Don't you? I really well, do. It's, it's like uh, you know, it's like everything, anything else. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I was glad to see him leave the stage before people before people were getting sick of him. Uh, I, I think though some people were, and, and Siege did not really sit well with a lot of people. It didn't sit well with me for a lot of reasons. Um, but, you know, Dark Reign, for whatever reason, was not particularly successful, as successful or as well accepted as other crossovers, whether that was a result of the quality of the storytelling or just people were sick to death of friggin' crossovers. <laughs> um, you know, and Dark Reign did have some issues which or problems, which really this isn't the form to get into. I no, I'd, I'd like to see us go. I mean, yeah, I like Norman, but uh, I'd like to see him take a break for, for a while. And Bailey, Ken already talked about the JMS run on Superman. You're not looking forward to it, is his other question. No, right? not, not going to be reading it, sadly. Ste- Stella, Venom was originally planned to be a female supervillain, the idea being that a pregnant woman lost her child and husband in a crossfire while Spidey was battling a villain. She'd blame Spider-Man and the symbiote. Would have found her becoming Venom. The idea was vetoed. What do you think of this idea, and is it still doable? Well, I guess I, I, I can't decide, and I think JR probably would be the only person to uh, to let me know whether this is something that's been done before or it hasn't, just in respect of um, someone's family member sort of being collateral damage and then they getting really angry and becoming a supervillain. Um Boy, that is a lot of backstory just to begin with, I think. Uh, it'd be interesting. Um I don't know if it's still doable. I mean, we have two Venoms already. I think it'd yeah. be a little overkill. But I, I wonder if people... I still feel like people wouldn't be very receptive of Venom anyways because only, only a handful really liked um, Venom when he came into the, the picture. So I don't know if they would have liked a female one any better. Yeah. I can't I can't name a... a well, the Kravenoffs. <laughs> I mean, that's the only one that comes to my mind. How about you, JR? Well, you had that... Paul Jenkins had this fusion character um, during his run on Spider-Man, which um, his son died either imitating Spider-Man or something or other, and uh, so he hated Spider-Man. Um, and that's something that you know Jonah's always been afraid of. You know, is you know I don't I don't know. I, I mean, I, I have to confess I don't know how many characters have become supervillains because of superhero you know being superhero collateral damage. Yeah. Uh, but the, the the reason it was vetoed was Jim Salakrup didn't believe that people would buy. That a female character would be able to fight Spider-Man, and it's like, you know, for all kind, for whatever reason, 
for whatever that is just a bankrupt creative reason for vetoing mm-hmm. a character. Yeah. So uh Brad, considering all the Craven knockoffs we've had since Craven's last hunt, how long do you think Marvel has been itching to bring him back and why? And no one seems to miss him. We kinda hit this on the previous show, but I think as soon as he died he became interesting. And they've wanted to bring him back. They tried to bring him back by having a son in the uh the clone saga. They brought him back uh when did that uh second Craven appear with JMD? Um, uh it would have been right after the clone saga. Yeah, two sixty ish, two fifty ish, or something. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. between the Clone Saga and the reboot. Yeah, and they tried that, and then they made him Al Craven. I mean, they really Jr. summed it up best: go with the original. That's why the Hobgoblin hasn't come back. They and Norman is so popular. Go with Daddy. <laughs> come to Daddy. Uh, funny K from Scotland. Jr. in the recent villains tournament, Venom defeated Norman Osborn in the semifinals but fell at the hands of the Hobgoblin in the final. Why do you think Norman failed, but Roddy didn't? This is a serious question. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't participate in the yeah. tournament. and uh, I, I mean, why he failed? Because more people voted for Venom. I mean, <laughs> yeah. what else? What other answer is there? I, I, probably because Venom is so popular. You know, I mean, and, and a lot of kids... Love Venom. And your son attests to this. He probably likes Venom more than the Goblin, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, he loves yeah. Venom. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, a lot of big-budget studios seem to believe that they're gonna, going darker is the way to go with comic book characters because it worked with Batman. Are there some heroes where this idea just doesn't work or is part of the beauty of comics that you can interpret a character any way you see fit? I think uh, part of the beauty of comics is not the same as part of the beauty of movies. I mean, you can interpret characters any way you want to in comics. You can do non-continuity miniseries. You can do Spider-Man noir. But in movies, you know, you have your your pretty much usually one movie series for a character. You might reboot it or whatever, but it has to be what people want out of that character, the main thing. Uh, and so just thinking, oh, the Dark Knight was dark, so let's go darker, is stupid. I mean, you can't just... If you're going to make a Superman movie, uh, dark is not the way to go with Superman. You know? Um some characters can go dark, others can't and shouldn't. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll see how it plays out. They seem to be at least getting good people so far. I mean, they've got yeah. Christopher Nolan shepherding uh, shepherding Superman with a script by David Goyer, so uh, that sounds like it could work out. I mean, Goyer usually writes a daggone good superhero movie. So um, I don't know. I think the studio might have the wrong idea, but as long as they hire the right people to execute it, it should be okay. Michael, what are your expectations for when JMS begins writing Superman? I think a lot of people are going to like it. I think it's going to get a lot of ink, and I think it's going to turn out to be another For Tomorrow, mm-hmm. which was written by Brian Azzarello and drawn by Jim Lee. It's it's going to be one of those things that people cite as an awesome Superman story, but if and when I ever read it, I'm willing to bet it's going to be one of those stories where I go, they just missed the freaking mark completely. <laughs> Stella, have you read any manga? If so, which ones? And if not, then I'd recommend Death Note. Um, I guess if you can consider Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane, sort of in the beginning, that, that had a, a pretty close manga um, style. Um, and I, I have read maybe a little, well, I've, I guess, skipped through um, Holic, but mainly because I was watching um, the TV show, but I know that it did start from the uh, the actual manga thing. But I'll, I'll have to look up at this uh Death Note thing. He has a question for Zach. He prefaces by, if he's shown up, he has not. (laughs) 
<laughs> so Zach will have to answer your question uh, in the thread. Uh, Brad, who do you think will win the Allies tournament currently in progress? Uh, I'd have to look it over. Um, I think I saw Silver Sable in somebody. I have no idea, Funny K. I'd have to look into it. But I love that you uh, start up a new thread with the uh, the fighting. It, uh, it's pretty popular, don't you think, Kev? Kevin, yeah, has... I think they're doing uh, pretty well. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> so I, I was not expecting to be gone too, and I've been muted half this time. So, um, what is the? How is the uh, is allies your, tournament going? Yeah, who do you, who do you like in the allies tournament? Uh, I don't know. I think it's going pretty well. I think some of the matchups have been interesting, and it's going to depend on who's matched up with who. Because uh, round one, we've got Punisher versus Madam Web, which is hysterical. <laughs> uh, bam, that's the fight. Um, <laughs> But round one, we also have Ben Riley versus Black Cat, which sucks because that means one of those two is knocked out in the first round, and I would have picked, you know, one of those to go really far. I, I think Ben Riley has a very good chance of winning the tournament because everybody's just going to think, oh, it's Spider Man, he wins. Um, but you've also got overpowered people in there like Nova who could. But no, actually, I think, yeah, first round, uh, people voted Human Torch to beat Nova, which is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard, so. Clearly, it doesn't necessarily matter if they're overpowered. <laughs> Spider I think Pl- Ben Riley will go all the way. Spider Plumber from uh, Canada. Hey, all great podcasts as always to everyone. It seems, according to the conversations you've all had at different times, that I would be considered a completist. My question is, how can someone be a collector without being a completist? If you decide not to pick up an issue of, say, Amazing Spider-Man because you don't like the artist, writer, or who or whatever, then where is the value of your collection? Doesn't that make a fair weather friend? If that were the criteria for dropping a title, I would have dropped Amazing Spider-Man at the beginning of Brand New Day, but the holes would have rendered my collection useless. I'd appreciate your thoughts on the matter. I'd like to hit it to jump in on this. The thing is, is that you got to decide why you're collecting the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yes, if you are a completist, you are going to be getting anything. You're going to try to get everything. Like, I collected, up until a few months ago, all the Superman titles. That meant that I was also trying to get the variant covers to be a completist. But you can be a collector without being a completist, because being a collector just means you amass things. You know, I collect comics. That means, you know, if if I buy five comics a month that are all random and not the same series month after month, I'm still collecting them because I'm gathering them together and putting them in a central location. Uh, The value of your collection is determined by whosever collection it is. You know, the value of my collection is based on how I feel about those books. You know, and and if you're the type of person that likes Spider-Man with a particular artist or a particular writer and you don't like what's going on and you drop the book and then pick it back up later when something you like uh, comes along, that doesn't make your collection worthless because you're collecting what you buy. You know, the value of a comics monetarily is so subjective thanks to eBay where you can, you know, pay $20 for for a book and then in the very same day the same book sells for 99 cents. So value is all up to the individual person buying the comics. Mm-hmm. For Spider Plumber's case, to him, being a completist means being a collector, means that if he has holes in his collection, then the collection is somehow not as good as it can be and needs to be rectified. 
for me or for other people, that's not the case. Yeah. But you have a – like I, I have a, a run of Amazing Spider-Man 22 to current, and I could – I don't think I could go through a month without knowing what would ha- was happening to my favorite character. And unless – I don't know I, – I really can't think of a scenario where I couldn't buy the three issues a month or whatever. I mean you have a long action comics run, don't you? Uh-huh. And, and you're going to yeah. have a big hole coming up in it. Yeah, if I, mean, I if I decide to pick it back up again at some point, I will. But I'll be yeah. okay with that because it was a decision I made. Yeah. And you know, I'm going to be honest with you. If in a couple years I'm at a comic show and all of the JMS and Paul Cornell issues of Action Comics and Superman are in fifty cent boxes, I'll yeah. pick them up because they're fifty cents a piece. Yeah. But my collection, as it stands, is worth a lot to me because it's the books I like. Yeah. But. Since Superman is your favorite character, how can you go a month without knowing what's going on with him? I couldn't because, go. I couldn't go not knowing what happened to Spider-Man. Because I'd rather go a month without knowing what's going on than have another month where I'm like, Jesus Christ, I fucking hate this. <laughs> All right. Uh, Black Suit Spider-Man, Memphis, Tennessee. Hey, gang, thanks for the great suggestions to my last question. I bought the Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Fantasy 15 reprint, and Kevin, I'm going to start buying Brightest Day soon. Here's my question. Where is a good place to get back issues? Like I said last time, I started with Amazing 615. I wanted, I would like to get 617, but I don't know where. Thanks. Uh, my suggestion is go to mycomicshop.com. I've got a link up on the front page. Uh, by far, I think the best back issue website to get books. I mean, have you? I've ordered many, a lot of stuff from them. Any other suggestions? I, I would suggest MileHighComics.com, and not just because they're my sponsor for Beckerl.org Oracle, but um, I mean, I think they're really decent um, prices, and then they always have sales going on. So cool. Uh, let's see. B Dog from Canada. What's what up, everybody? To everyone, do you guys play any particular sports? <laughs> well, no, sorry. If so, oh which... my word. <laughs> We don't. We read comics. What's with you people in sports? I played sports, B-Dog. You know what I played, B-Dog? I played basketball. I played soccer. I played volleyball in high school. Um, let me think of anything else. Wow. I played soccer as a kid. Yeah. See? See? We're Ke- not all degenerates. Kevin plays, <laughs> Kevin plays pocket pool. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, cool. thanks for that. You know what's scary, Brad, is that you just took the words out of my mouth that I was going to say about you. Are you serious? Ah, I took an ah. insult aimed my way and Tefloned it over to Kevin. That's awesome. Brad is psychic when it comes to insults in his way. I saw That's it. a good superpower. My insult power. My yeah, you deflect any insult. JR, JR is a coach. What am I thinking of? JR <laughs> knows baseball. Yeah, I played baseball for several years, played softball for several years, but it's been a long time since I've actually played, and yes, my coaching days are over. <laughs> oh, they're done? You're not coaching anymore? Well, the season ended. We were a um, we were a dreadful 1-11-1, and, and uh, I, I pretty well made it clear my coaching days are over. <laughs> JR's retiring. Uh, everyone, Entourage, the TV show, does anybody watch it? No. Anybody? No. I liked Jeremy Piven. But I don't watch the show. Stella, if you could choose any voice actor for Cole in Infamous 2, who would you choose and why? That game is say, 20, 30 bucks. I'm thinking about getting it. 
Oh, the first one? Yeah, yeah I recommend it. Like and it. it has it has a great, um, I guess, a lengthy play value. But this is my question for you. Riddle me this, Brad. Yes. How many games do you have right now unplayed? Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> Red Dead but, Redemption, oh. Ghostbusters. Yeah. I still had to finish Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Uh, gotta... um, but to answer that question, I would go with Barry Pepper. From what I've heard from Prototype, even though that game... Um, was kind of crappy. Uh, I thought he did a good job there, and that kind of maybe has the sort of tone that we would like for that character, but that's, that's just what I think. God of War 1, God of War 2. I'm still going still. I mean... <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Conan, Lost. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Kevin, if you were a vampire, what would your vampire name be? Would it be something cool like Blade or something not cool like Edward? <laughs> My vampire name would be something cool like Kevin Cushing. <laughs> Just check out Crawl Space Avengers. <laughs> Brad, Toby Maguire versus Andrew Garfield. Fight to the death with uh, Katrina or K- Katana Swords. Is that my saying that right? Katana Swords? Who wins? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Toby Maguire, because he got paid more. Uh, JR, if the Brain Trust suddenly agreed that there would no longer be goblins in the Spider-Man universe, what would you do? Oh, God, obviously I'd have to dig a hole in the backyard, slip my wrist, jump into it, and then have my family spade the dirt over me. I mean, what the <laughs> hell else would I do? No goblins, no symbiotes. We'd, we'd lose a lot of stories. Web Century from uh, Kiss-Ass New World. Now, Karas. Uh, sorry, that's my... Read that wrong, Brad. Thanks for the advice on podcast you gave me. We have stuff recorded for the first episode. Hope it to have it out soon. Thank you very much for the help, Mister Douglas Sensei. Oh, wax on, wax off. Uh, Brad, since the Hulk is your second favorite Marvel hero, have you been following the fall of the Hulks and the World War World Hulk storyline? And if so, have you thought of them so far? What have you thought of them? Uh, they're okay. Uh, it's a case of I think what Bailey's saying. There's no Clark Kent in the Superman books. There's no Hulk in the Hulk books. We've got the Sun, we've got the Red Hulk, we've got the, the She-Red Hulk, we've got the She-Hulk, we've got the Son of the Hulk, Son of a Bitch. I mean, we need the Hulk. I mean, the Hulk finally came back in, I think, Incredible Hulk <laughs> 612. And finally, he's back. But he's been gone since World War Hulks. I, I mean, I, I, I guess it's all right to have a buddy cop movie, Father, Son on the Road, Banner and his kid. But I don't want to read about Scar. I want to read about Hulk. And he finally came back, this issue, so I'm happy about that. But, man, there's too many green around there. JR with Craven currently back, even if it's until the end of the Grim Hunt permanently. Do you think it's only a matter of time before they bring back the Hobgoblin and Kingsley? Well, I mean, I, that's kind of an odd comparison um, uh, because, uh, you know, both characters have kind of dis- disappeared for a while due to entirely different reasons. Yeah. Um, so it's not really analogous. I read I read once that uh, there, you know, whether it's true or whether it's not, I have no idea. Uh, was that uh, most people were reluctant to bring him back because you know he's a Roger Stern character and they think Roger should be the one to bring him back, even though Tom used him in Spider Girl. But you know I think Roger has always been pretty generous allowing Tom to use the character. I, I don't know. I mean you know Roddy will be back whenever he fits, but right now there's just no worry that he fits. If you look at the banner on the on the message board right now, it's a uh, montage of villains from Brand New Day, and the Hobgoblin is in the top right. And also, uh, Carrion is in there too. Two villains that we haven't seen, uh, in a while. So that's making me wonder if, uh, the Hobgoblin is indeed coming back. 
Well, they've also got uh, Raptor on there, and I think we can be mm-hmm. pretty sure Raptor's <laughs> not getting resurrected, so yeah. I'm hopeful. Well, Michelle and, and ben, ben Gonzalez is up there, too. Uh, Kevin, would you like to see Morbius have his own title again? And also, what's your favorite Camelot album, if any? Uh, I'd, I guess I'd like to see Morbius have his own title, depending on who's writing him. Um, you wrote it. Because, you know, it, <laughs> it can be, yeah, if I wrote him down. But it can be bad or it can be good. I mean, I have to admit, um, I haven't really liked the direction they've taken Morbius lately with Marvel Zombies 3, 4, 5, and the Amazing Spider-Man issue. So if it was a series like that, uh, no, because I think that would actually hurt his chances of getting another series later after it's quickly canceled. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It completely depends on the take on the character and what direction they're taking him, so it's hard to say. Um, and Camelot? Camelot, my favorite of theirs has always been Karma, but Epica might be might overtake it. But, uh, yeah, those two are the best. Michael, if the situa- situation ever arose where Marvel and DC had to merge into a single universe, what would you think, and would there be any matchups, team-ups, you would like to see? I'd be really upset, mainly because I think DC and Marvel work very own as their own universes because they both have their own feelings. They both have their own atmospheres, you know, in terms of how the characters are treated. If you look at Marvel and DC, unlike Marvel and Image and DC and Image and all that, you don't see characters that are like, uh, you know, like the mirror of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Like you can't compare, but you can compare Batman and Captain America. But Captain America also has a lot of Superman in him. You yeah. can compare Thor and Superman, but he also has the Wonder Woman thing going on. And I think that's what's great is that each universe has their own take on, on similar concepts. If you would bring them together, I think it would hurt both of them. Yeah. Because they don't operate under the same way. If it happened, though, what would I like to see? You know, I'd like to see another really good Superman-Spider-Man team-up, especially if it was written by Roger Stern, since he did such great runs on both of the characters. Uh, and apparently there were plans for that at one point, but it just it just never came together. Uh, lo- love to see Byrne draw that, too, by the way, just because I think that would it, be awesome. It also gives them competition. I mean... Uh, People work better when you have a competitor. Mm-hmm. I mean, if exactly. They're, if, they, if they're all in one boat, the, it's going to be subpar, I think. Anyway. Uh, everyone, do you want to see an origin in the new Spider-Man film, or would you prefer it not to be told, or do you, do they choose to include it as done as a flashback or shown during the opening credits? I think they did it perfectly with Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I was I was about to say, I would really like it to seem yeah. done like it was in the Hulk. Who doesn't know the origin of Spider-Man? Move on. We've seen it. Several times, Spidey Site UK. Uh, Brad, have you pick, will you be picking up Marvel versus Capcom three? Probably not. I, I don't really have any affection for the Capcom characters, and I've never played Marvel versus Capcom two or one. So, if it was a Marvel fighting game where I fought Hulk versus Spider Man or something, maybe. But I really don't have anyone to play with. <laughs> I guess Stella could buy it. We could play against each other, but. Uh, yeah. Stella, you going to pick that one up? Probably not. Yeah, I think the problem is that, uh, you know, I, I'm sort of the only one in my house that has yeah. this gaming system and the only one that's going to play it, so it's kind of lonely. So I just stick with the one players, and it's good. Being Deadpool would be kind of fun, but we did that in Ultimate Alliance. So. Yeah. Stella, every five to ten years, we seem to have a book 
series take the world by storm? We've had it in the last 15 years, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Twilight. What do you think the next big book series that will be made into a movie which will cause its popula- popularity to skyrocket? Um, well, and, you know, those are really recent, um, but it took a while, I think, to get Chronicles of Narnia into this. Um, and I think that to go in a similar vein that the um, the Redwall series, uh, which basically follows um, a bunch of animals and um, their fights against uh, uh, sort of the the evil animals. I think that it's it's a good time. I think I think we have the technology to do that well. So that would be pretty interesting. Uh, Michael, the DC universe keeps rebooting itself, and in your opinion, after which of these quote unquote reboots do you think was Superman's best era story wise? Well, the, the only one that was really a true reboot and not a soft boot, uh, as we keep getting again and again from DC, and I'm really biased on this, and I know that, so, you know, the question's got an obvious answer to it to, to, to the people that really know me. You know, the, the stuff that came out that John Byrne established and that for the next five or six years, the, the other creators, Roger Stern, Jerry Ordway, Dan Jurgens, Louis Simonson, uh, and all them picked up and ran with that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you know, I'm going through it on my, on one of my podcasts, and the storytelling is so strong, the characterization is so strong, and it keeps you wanting to come back uh, issue after issue after issue. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the closest they got to that after Infinite Crisis was New Krypton, and that ended poorly. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, Kevin, apart from Spider-Man and Green Lantern, what other comic characters would you like to write? Uh, let's put Morbius in there, too. You can't write that one, either. Which one I you can't. like? You can't. I, that, that'd be your answer, I would imagine. <laughs> well, damn. Uh, no, actually, my, my answer would really be similar to that. Uh, give me the uh, give me the supernatural horror corner of the Marvel Universe to work with for a few years, and I could have some fun. I've had a long Night Stalkers run in my head for a long time. Um, I'd love to do... A Midnight Suns actual team book, you know, that got all those those great characters together. Because uh, you know they introduced the Midnight Suns as a team uh, in the early '90s and then didn't do anything with them. They they pretty much never got together again once they were called the Midnight Suns and they never had their own book uh, besides the anthology book that was all solo stories. Uh, so that would be great. I'd like to, you know, I assume Dick Grayson's going to become Nightwing again at some point. I'd love to write some Nightwing. I uh, would have liked to write some Daredevil before this whole Shadowland business. So if they ever get him back to, you know, who he really is, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, JR, what is your favorite non-Spider-Man issue ever? Hmm. Yeah, I had to think about that, and I still don't know that I've got the right answer. But the one that comes to mind is um, during one of Peter David's uh, runs on uh, DC Star Trek line, hmm. uh, he did a, a one-shot story. Where uh, I mean, basically, one of I think one of Peter David's strengths as a writer is that he can take either an obscure bit of continuity or he can take a joke or something and weave it into a story. And in this case, he takes the whole Star Trek joke about the security officer always getting killed and turns it into a compelling story. Uh, this was like I think issue 19 of the the second DC run, where basically the security guard gets killed defending Captain Kirk. And when Kirk goes to give the eulogy, he realizes he doesn't know a thing about this kid. He tries to find out about him by researching, you know, by talking to people who knew him. He finds out nobody else really knew this kid. And it's like, how, you know, this kid saved my life. He died, and I know nothing about him. 
I never, neither I nor anybody else ever learned to discover what this person was like as a human being. It was just, a, it was, a, it was a great story. It has a, and it's, and it's one of those you can really imagine William Shatner delivering the eulogy at the end. I mean, so it was. Uh, I, I would, I would have to say right now that that's the one that comes to mind. Yes. Three more questions since brand new day has started. How would you rate the run so far, and will this era be classified as bad as er- the era of Mackie and Byrne? I think it's really a C. I'd give it a C overall. I I don't think it's as bad as Mackie and Byrne because I think both of those guys were really burnt out. What do you think, Jr.? No, Brand New Day is not as bad as the Mackie Byrne run yeah. for various reasons. It's pretty mediocre. I mean, but but the the Mackie Byrne run was just awful. It had a, a just a uh, because everybody knew pretty early on that Mary Jane they were going to try to kill her off. Yeah. And so this, and then when they did, there was just this pall, this blackness that hung over the title, uh, and 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 they were just very poor stories. So uh, no, no, that that one that one is uh, you know, I think the the, the post reboot era that uh, that's in a class by itself. <laughs> if Peter Parker had been killed and his identity was public knowledge at the time of his death, who would you choose to give the eulogies? Uh, Kevin, who would give the eulogies? Uh, there'd be plenty of people that could. I mean, Mary Jane's obvious. Um, uh, if Aunt May's old ass is still alive, I'm <laughs> sure she'd have a few words to say. It would be nice to see Jameson uh, give know. the eulogy. That would be my vote. Um, uh, who and Norman Osborn would give a really great eulogy too. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, would any of his rogues gallery come to the funeral? Stella, who would, would come to the funeral? That's a villain. Um, I feel like Norman would, uh, because I could see Lex Luthor going to uh, Superman's funeral. And correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, but didn't he when he died way back when? Uh, yes, but it wasn't. It wasn't a villainous Lex Luthor. As a matter of fact, at the time, he he was in a cloned body of himself impersonating his own son. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Holy cow, dude. <laughs> would his, yeah, that's that's who I think would probably be there. Would his death funeral have a similar turnout to the death of Superman and Captain America? Yes. I think so. But uh, Berserk Fury, a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Uh, BD, what is Omit going to do to an already broken fan base? Uh, it's gonna, I, I predict when Omit comes out, the, uh, the number of users on the crawl space on the front page of the message board will be broken, will make a new record. I also think, uh, it will cause even more debate and I think the pros will defend their work to the, to the bitter end and, and against any plot holes or any arguments that may get thrown their way. So I think it's just gonna, uh, if the boil on the ass had been <laughs> lanced, it's gonna, you're gonna get it. Oh, fuck it. I don't know what the hell I was going with that. <laughs> yeah, what do you guys think is gonna happen to Old Man? I think it's just gonna bring up a sour point again. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a cluster. Um, exactly. but it's, it's really going to up the membership of Delta House. Yeah. JR, uh, what do you think will be the supposed new direction after Omet? Will there be, will it be any different than Brand New Day? I'm really not convinced that there's going to be a new direction. Uh, you know, uh, I think you probably hit it on the head. That it was just the way Rich Johnson kind of wrote the story that leads people to believe 
that there's going to be something different done. I, I mean, I think it's t- to me, as long as the marriage is not there, it's always brand new day. Yeah. So, and I don't think they're bringing the marriage back. So, you know, it's, I, I don't see a new direction at all. It's, it's still always brand new day to me. Bailey, are you outraged as Walter is over Wonder Woman's new costume? And what are your thoughts? I'm not outraged because, uh, I just, I, I like Wonder Woman. I've just never had as, per, as close of a connection to her as I did to like Superman or Batman or anybody else. You know, they're changing it. I have to agree with a, a buddy of mine, Shag, who said they're changing it probably so that they could sell this costume to the movie people instead mm-hmm. of the, co- the the traditional costume. But I don't think Why? it was broken. I, I really don't. You look at that animated Wonder Woman movie. Oh, my God, that thing is awesome. Yeah. And it was everything a live-action film should have been. But mm-hmm. they just did it in animated form. I, I, I just I, th- I think it's a, a unnecessary change, but I'm not outraged. And Stella, you love that Wonder Woman movie. Do you like the new costume? Well, let me put it to you this way: riddle me this. <laughs> okay. If, if <laughs> I'm having deja vu, yes. I'll riddle you this again. If okay, go ahead. Luke Cage and Wonder Woman were to copulate. Would this be the costume that would come out of it? Because it's like Street Thug Wonder Woman. Um, I mean, I'm not the hugest Wonder Woman fan, but I certainly gained a new, um, I mean, gained new respect for her after that movie. So I think, I mean, that costume is iconic. So as much as Kevin wants to wear it and it wouldn't look good on him, it's just because it doesn't look good on him doesn't mean it doesn't look good on uh, Diana. So. Sweet Amazonian Christmas. Uh. <laughs> Uh, let's see, where was I? Kevin, where, what do you think of Tony Bedard on Green Lantern Corpse? So far I was worried, but it appears to not suck. Uh, I haven't gotten to read any of the issues yet. I've heard good things, but, uh, eh. <laughs> I don't know. Stella, if Peter Parker and a supporting cast were characters from Classic Lit, who would they be? Okay, here we go. Peter Parker would be Candide from Candide by Voltaire. Uh, Mary Jane Watson would be Scarlett O'Hara from Gone with the Wind. Gwen would be Melanie from Gone with the Wind. Um, uh, shoot, what's her uh, Carly would be Jane Bennett from Pride and Prejudice. J. Jonah Jameson would be Colonel Cathcart from Catch-22. <laughs> and like I said before, Michelle would be Nate Lee's whore from Catch-22 as well. I don't think I'm missing anybody. Oh, Harry Osborne would be... Um, uh, Heathcliff from Wuthering Heights. I, I thought of the cat. Uh, Zach. Oh, wow. <laughs> Zach is not here. And all this, uh, has been discussed, debate on the board. Do you guys think the little girl in One More Day was Baby May or a future daughter? I always thought it was May. If George Behrman got into a fist fight with the BP oil spill, how bad of a beatdown would it be? Uh, that's a totally different question. Uh, I always thought it was Baby May. I always thought it was clear that it wasn't Baby May. Uh, they kept say they kept using future tense, like you know she. This is what could have been the daughter you could have had. She would have had all this stuff. Uh, and if it was actually like an alive Baby May out there somewhere, then they wouldn't have uh, they wouldn't have phrased any of it that way. What a mess, anyway. <laughs> yeah, very true. A, very true. Freaking mess. Well, I mean, I just saw something. I, I forget who posted on the board that. Uh, uh, if the marriage didn't happen and they showed a uh, picture of uh, a variant cover from Spec, I think 241 of uh, had a uh, had a uh, 
Pumpkin in the foreground, and Mary Jane's very much pregnant, and Peter's walking down the the road with her, and they both look really ticked. And uh, someone said, why do they look so pissed? It's been, one person said, uh, it's because Mary Jane's upset that they're not married and she got knocked up. I just think that's just a funny, just a mess. This whole Baby May thing, the marriage didn't happen, is just a freaking mess. Still a nerd from Washington. All right, gang, two questions for anybody who wants them. In light of Steve Wacker's recent comments from a CBR interview st- stating Marvel, is considering having a new Spider-Man other than Peter Parker, which existing character could fill his shoes, if any, and what scenario could you envision for this could happen? It sounds like Maddie Franklin all over again, doesn't it? Except she's dead. Oh, we killed her good. It's been ten years. Let's do the <laughs> same story again. I don't I don't really think I read that Steve Wacker interview on CBR, but I think Yeah, it's, he said they're talking about it might be, you know, they might have told all the stories they can with Peter Parker, it might be time for somebody new in the suit, but you know, it's Steve Wacker. He's always liked to be sort of facetious and misleading in interviews to try to, you know, dropping little hints of saying something different yeah. to try to lead you toward cuz when uh when he was about to do Amazing Spider-Man three times a month, but that hadn't been announced yet, he started every interview. When people asked him how he was doing, it would be amazing, amazing, amazing uh-huh. uh, to indicate that. So he likes to do wordplay in his interviews. To I don't I, think there is any possibility they're going to do this, but it would be awesome because it would drive the sales down really far. I mean, Jr. this has been done so many times, hasn't it, with Ben Riley, with Matty Franklin, etc.? Well, yeah, it's not a particularly new concept. I mean, uh, of getting somebody else in the suit. It gets tried every once in a while. It gets tried all over the the comic universe, doesn't it? I mean, yep. we've had a different Batman. We've had a different Iron Man. We've Cap. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I I, I really can't. I, I I can't believe they would that this is serious. But then again, I mean, this is Marvel. They do, and they uh, they've been known to go to the well, even though the well is dry. So, <laughs> man, what is up with all these Wonder Woman questions. Uh, next one. Since JMS's uh, controversial rebramp of Wonder Woman has been compared to One More Day and considering how as an alteration of history premise seems similar to what JMS originally intended for One More Day, i.e. Spider-Man history would change as far back as Amazing 97 and create a new timeline. Which version would have been the lesser of two evils? Besides what we might all agree on, JMS's original concept for OMD or the one that ended up seeing print. I would not want that concept. Everything we've read since Amazing 97 has been altered. I think that's really dumb. What do you guys think? Yeah, his uh, his concept made more uh, storytelling sense. Like It seemed like the, it, it was more... Um, you know, it, it, it was thought out better. You know, the mechanics of it was a lot better thought out. But uh, it made things even worse, <laughs> sadly. Yeah. It's it's the Clone Saga all over again, I think. Well, it's worse because, I mean, if, if they had done what he wanted to do, um, you know, it would have everything would have been changed all the way back to there. So that's, you know, like another, another 20 years of stuff changed. And I'm pretty sure uh, half the point was Gwen Stacy was back, too. Yeah. Uh, aye, aye, aye. Uh, Kevin, uh, what should companies like Marvel do? Oh, I'm sorry. Venomaniac, sorry. He asked this question. Kevin, what should companies like Marvel do to attract young writers to the biz? Uh, the problem is Marvel does not want to attract young writers to the business. Um, what they should do is want to attract young writers to the business. They don't have to do a damn thing. <laughs> there are, uh, no. There's so there many people dozens- that want the job. 
Yeah, there are thousands of people across the country and the world uh, submitting to places like Image and Dark Horse every week. So they don't have to do a damn thing to attract them to the business. The issue is that they don't want to. Stella, list each of Peter's major love interests over the years and say, in your opinion, what qualities attract each of them to Peter and what attracted Peter to each of them. We'll do one by one. We've got Betty. Go ahead. Okay, well, Betty is the cougar, so I think uh, <laughs> certainly look to that. And, and I think she's reliable and certainly um, – I don't know how much she knew about her. So it was probably just, uh, you know, all an older woman, and she's nice to me. She gives me my checks. I don't know. What attracted them to Liz? The cheerleader? That's like every – was she a cheerleader? <laughs> yes, yeah, I think she was. Okay. Right. I mean – Cheer? Um, she was a cheerleader, right? Liz? Oh, God. You know, I don't remember comic book-wise. I, I don't I think, think she was. was. Well, she was I the mean, popular blonde in school. She was, yeah. yes. That yeah. definitely, yeah. yeah. So that's, you know, every uh, every guy's dream, I think. And two movies have been made about, you know, I'll make you a deal if you uh, pretend to go out with me so it'll make me popular. But um, I don't know what she would have uh, seen in him. She kind of seems like a uh, self-centered person, but that could just be an incorrect um, presumption on my part. How about Gwen? Gwen, I think, is the, uh, I mean, that's the girl next door. I think everyone's going to quickly fall in love with her, though she seemed really mean and angry with those uh, Steve Ditko eyebrows way back when. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, that that was probably the, the easiest match to uh, make. I thought Mary Jane would be the girl next door. What, what attracted them to Mary Jane? Uh, well, she is the supermodel, but I think she also has the wit. Um, I think she's yeah. probably more sarcastic and, and fun and playful than um, than Gwen was. And, and since Gwen was already in love with Peter, I think it was easier for him to get her, whereas Mary Jane was probably the, the least likely to be tied down. So you always go after the one that uh, gets away. And you I, you probably didn't read it, the Deb Whitman, the spec issues. Deb, well, I, I at least know her from the uh, the '90s cartoon yeah. series, and I think okay. they at least are quite similar because of their um, degree of knowledge in science. So, I mean, that ties them together. And they didn't mention Felicia, or yeah, or Michelle. Um, yeah, yeah, Felicia. I mean, that's like the whole sexy thing, I guess. Um, that's the sex pot. But yeah, but that's just an issue. I've had a couple of those issues, especially I had the one where uh, he unmasks and she's just so disgusted by it. So that was never going to work if she's only in love with the suit and not with the um, yeah. with the actual man. And then Michelle, who – well, is he really attracted to Michelle? I, I can't tell. He made out with her. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. way back when when she had respectability, I think that was probably <laughs> – you know, she had a job and um, yeah. she was a DA or whatever she was. But now who knows what he uh, he likes in her. JR, what do you look for in a good Spider-Man store? It seems to me we have very different views on that. And he loves Craven's Last Hunt. I, I don't know that we necessarily have uh, different views on it. Uh, I mean, what makes a good Spider-Man story, there, there can be many things that make a good Spider-Man story. Uh, just like, you know, makes a good story, period. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. with Spider-Man in particular, though, you could have a great villain. Uh, you could have just a great intricate plot. Uh, you can have a, a, an outright comedy. I mean, uh, I'm thinking of Peter David's uh, When Cometh the Commuter, you know, when he has to go to the suburbs. I mean, that's nothing but a comedy. Uh, and then you have the soulful, introspective stories, you know, like Paul Jenkins was so good at doing, and uh, which, uh, you know, and Roberto Aguirre Sacasa did a great, great Aunt May story. 
there's no one thing that makes a good Spider-Man story. Although, you know, at the core, you have to deal with Peter Parker. Kind of like Mr. Bailey said, you can't have a Spider-Man story without Peter Parker. So somehow you have to affect Peter Parker in a certain way. But uh, as far as Craven's Last Hunt, again, uh, you know, this it, it's not so much Craven's Last Hunt as it is J.M.D. D. Mateus, who I think is a good writer. But he... He tends to run in the same groove a lot, and that is his that he takes this he takes this emotional torture and angst to such the to the nth degree that it's it, it gets sickening it gets old, you know. Uh, Craven's Last Hunt, The Child Within, uh, are, are two very and, and similar stories in that regard. I mean, they could have been half as long as they were. They didn't need to involve vermin, and they could have made their points, but uh, they just got really really heavy into all the psychobabble and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the, uh, you know, my, my take on that. His, he also asked for an update on the upcoming articles. We kind of hit this in the last show, but reiterate it, JR, it's coming out. Well, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to start July 19th, hopefully, and uh, I'll start basically with the year in reviews that I've missed. Uh, and there, there, I've got some other things planned, and you know, never know. Maybe so, you know when something. I don't think I'll do anything with one moment in time, you know, unless it just sets the internet on fire. Because <laughs> I, what in the world can I say about it? You know, <laughs> are you wanting to do a, like, so a month, I, monthly schedule with these articles? Because you've I'm, got I'm a lot hope, backed up. I'm hoping to do weekly. Oh, weekly. Uh, God, man. You know, I'm hoping to do weekly, like, and then like collect an essay, and then maybe take you know a couple of weeks to a month off, and then start the next essay and have that come out weekly. I don't know. You know, I, I literally have to make it up with, as I go and fit in with the rest of my life. But I'm going to try. Uh, Brad, are you excited about being a daddy? Yes, I am. It's going to the baby's going to be here in under a month, so I'm excited. I can't wait. Uh, Bailey, I asked this last time, but it wasn't answered. Uh, why should I like Superman? The character has always seemed so powerful to be defeated and thus a boring character to me. I understand that that's the common perception from people who dislike the character. Convince me why I should like Superman. That's your challenge. Okay, I've actually given this a lot of thought over the past two months now, because I wasn't able to answer it last month. And here's the thing. Superman is a lot like religion. And I'm not saying that Superman is analogous to to Jesus or to Moses or he's a substitute for that in your life. But in terms of either you get him or you don't. You really can't convince somebody to be a Superman fan. And that's not a cop out, it's just the sad fact of the matter. To me personally why I like Superman is here is a character that does have powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men, and instead of using those for his own personal gain, or instead of being inspired by some traumatic act in his past, he chooses to use those powers to help humanity, whether that's saving the earth or saving somebody from getting hit by a car. He does the right thing because it is the right thing to do based on being raised by two people that showed him these morals. If you think Superman is too powerful and then can't easily be defeated, I am basically under the opinion that you've only read one or two Superman stories. Because there are plenty of Superman stories out there where he fe- he fights somebody on his own power level 
and has to overcome those odds. Beyond that, though, he's just a great character. He's he's not angsty, though he does have angst, but that's not his whole gestalt. You know, a lot of people want to staple on like, well, let's make him a stranger in a strange land, or let's make him wander the earth like Kane from Kung Fu. You know, and, and have him reconnect with humanity that way because you know he doesn't have this whole other identity where he's a normal guy because that's not there. No, not at all. But okay, gonna get off that soapbox. <laughs> Anyways, the thing is, is that if you don't, if you don't feel yourself not attracted to in a sexual way, but attracted <laughs> to Superman, then you're probably never going to be. It's something that people kind of discover on their own. I, you know, I, I people who try to be evangelists and, and, and people who try to like go door to door, like a freaking Jehovah's witness and get other people to be Superman fans. I applaud their efforts. I just think it's a big old waste of time. Yeah. So if you don't like Superman, that's going to be how you are. I can't convince you otherwise. Right. You have to find it within yourself, young lady. <laughs> All right, we're going to start answering these questions quick. We've been on the line for, what, three hours now? My God. Mm-hmm. Spiderpool, 279, Frederick, Maryland. Uh, to everyone, what's your favorite four-issue or le- uh, less miniseries, Human Torch? Uh, JR, why do people hate the Iron Spider suit? Oh, God. And you want to do this short, right? Well, one, <laughs> my, 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 fir- my first answer would be... Well, I don't know. Why don't you ask them? Uh, but second of all, one, people hate change. Two, red and yellow is not really Spider-Man's color. Uh, three, uh, the, uh, the three arms on the back made absolutely no sense at all. Uh, Stella, why, what do you think of Wonder Woman's new costume? Done! <laughs> We've Yikes. Yeah, basically. Kevin, what is your Omit alternatives coming along? How is the Omit alternatives coming along? They'll be there on time. Michael, who's your favorite supervillain? Joker. Brad, who would you have choose to play Peter Parker? Um, Zach. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't have a problem with Andrew Garfield. I'll, I'll wait until I see it. And he was thinking about this one, the car for a character that has so many tie-ins to the Marvel Universe. Uh, does it seem like Spider-Man's main book does not reflect the status of the Marvel Universe at all? And why? Anyone can chime in. I was just curious. I think it's because they, we've hit this up before. He, they have to write the book so far in advance. Is that what you guys think? To get three times a month out? Yeah, I agree. They've okay. got to do three issues a month, and they're planning these for the entire year, and it just goes too fast. Six, six, six and a half from uh, California. <laughs> Everyone, which was worse, Shed or Paul Jenkins' Lizard Story in the Spec Run? Shed. JR, help me with the Spec Run. I don't remember that Lizard Story. Well, that's the one where Connors actually knew Spider-Man's identity, and it turned out that the Connors have been controlling the Lizard the entire time. Oh. Yeah, one very good. Shed, I think. Uh, everyone, again, I just read a story about the Blizzard Entertainment, the guys who make StarCraft and World of Warcraft games, moving to a real name policy on their message board. What's your opinion of this, and do you think we need Internet openness to reduce venomous posters or anonymity to protect privacy? It's their right to do it. It's their message board. Yeah, and I think uh, it's very easy for me to say I'm Kevin Cushing. I mean, what's going to stop? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. How are you, you going to ID everybody over the internet? I know. P- pee in a cup and then a, a, a reply to the email. Yeah, you don't want to do that. I mean, <laughs> who cares? Uh, Persian spider from Iran, Tehran, uh, to Stella. Which one of the spider girls do you think are you are most similar to? Gwen, MJ, Carly, Betty, or Michelle? Sorry about the last one. 
<laughs> totally, Michelle. I sleep with a shotgun underneath my covers. No, I, I think wow. that I'm probably most similar to Carly. I would say, sort of the the smart person, but who's sort of um, shy, I guess, when it comes to to guys. And Persian Spider loved our duet, by the way. He, him and his wife listened to it, and he said it was amazing. So I had fun with that, doing a duet with you. That was fun. Uh, let's see. To Jr. The omniscient god of all spiders. Uh, <laughs> in one of your articles, you said that one of the mo- one of the reasons the Green Goblin is a better villain than the Joker is that while the Joker is always the Joker all the time, never pre- presenting the world a face other than that of the clown prince of crime, Norman Osborn is a monster that you can walk the streets without being recognized for the evil he does. But now considering what happened at the end of Siege, do you think Green Goblin has lost that advantage? Uh, No. Because people still don't recognize Norman for what he is. Some people do, but a lot of people don't. The, the, one of the problems with the whole Dark Reign and Siege, which I sometimes will get into in an article, is that we never really learned what Norman's objective or agenda really was. I mean, it was until the end, you know, Bendis gave him a monologue, but whatever Norman represents, you know, there are people who are going to be drawn in by it and people who agree with it. So, you know, Norman has fooled, you know, Norman will continue to fool some of the people some of the time. So, yeah. no, he's not lost the advantage. I'll give this one to Kevin. Will you be offended if the new Spider-Man films get their cues from the ultimate line, like a junkie Hulk goblin or a hippie Gwen Stacy, rather than the classic Spider-Comics? I think the best uh, course of action would be to just take a blend, you know, uh, find the best things from Amazing, find the best things from Ultimate, even, you know, spectacular cartoon and stuff if you want to. Just get the best stories. It doesn't matter where they come from. Bailey, which one uh, do you think is the best Superman story? Whatever happened to the man tomorrow or, or to the man who had everything or kingdom come? Uh, based on those three, I would say for the man that has everything, because it's the only story that doesn't end with Superman giving up being Superman. Mm. JPD13 from New Jersey. Hey, gang. My daughter is now 16 months and keeps me very busy. Congratulations, sir. Brad, you'll soon see in, uh, that in person. I've been trying to catch up on Spidey and the Crawl Space podcast. First question to me. Love the pictures on the homepage for infant girls apparel. Very hard to find. Any more leads on spider stuff for little girls? Uh, we went to Old Navy. I found some uh, pink Spider-Man shirts. And uh, try eBay. Uh, they don't make it anymore, but there's a line of uh, toys called Spider-Man and Friends. This is before Marvel gave the rights to Hasbro, but Toy Biz put out this. And there was a May Spider-Girl. There's some uh, Spider-Girl stuff out there if you have any luck with that. But... Good luck, sir. It's it's hard being a spider dad with a little girl, but you can do it. Stella, curious how you were introduced to Spider-Man at what age? Any recommendations for introducing my daughter to Spider-Man as she gets older? I know I have a while. Stella? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> really what happened? What happened? I was distracted by the uh, World Cup game. I, I apologize. Um, I was introduced to Spider-Man in utero. No, it, I was really young <laughs> before reading age, and uh, my mom would read me um, these these Marvel cards uh, that my brother had collected. So that was probably my first introduction. Um, as for recommendations to get uh, your daughter into it, um, I think a little bit at a time, like something like that, which is really, I mean, it's small. It's easy to, like, read before they go to bed. Or John Wilson, who's doing the um, 
what is that podcast called? Amazing Spider-Man Classics. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. It, it's totally slipped my mind. Um, he's reading to his daughter, and, or they're reading together, really. So, I mean, you can pick up some of the classic issues, just get, you know, some old stuff, not none of those new things. I think it's inappropriate, what? but just, you know, read together. What cards were you read? I don't remember. I, I remember there were a lot of X-Men cards. Like, they would have stats on them and, like, a little yeah. biography. Like, and I, early 90s, they came yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. When were you born? What year? 86. Okay. So, I mean, I, it might have been a little after reading age, but I just, yeah. I really remember. Probably what those cards yeah. were. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Bailey, if you take Spider-Man and Superman out of the equation, which universe do you prefer, Marvel or DC and why? DC mainly because it's the one that I look at and go, that's that's my universe. I got a poster right next to me right now that has a bunch of DC characters on it, including Black Girl, uh, Barbara Gordon. Uh, and if you took Superman off this picture, I would still be like, ah, that that's comics to me. It's not that I don't like Marvel. Marvel comes a very very close second, but in terms of the universe that I feel the most kinship to, reading it would be DC. JR, I believe you are a fellow George R.R. Uh, R. Martin fan. What are your thoughts, if any, on the upcoming HBO Game of Thrones series? Well, um, actually, that's not true. I'm not really a George R.R. R. Martin fan. I have no idea what Game of Thrones is. I, there, this question came up because on the boards I made a comment that I felt that Freak was a ripoff of a George R.R. R. Martin character called The Sleeper. Uh, and I did like purchase the first two of George R.R. R. Martin's Wild Card series, but other than that, I, awesome. I, I must, yeah, other than that though, I am not familiar with his work. So, Extreme Spider from New York City. Everyone thoughts on the last Airbender movie? I hear it's an Air Biscuit. Uh, Brad, what uh, comic before OMD did you want to light on fire, and what comic after OMD did you want to light on fire? I don't want to burn anything, but uh, Shed came pretty close. JR, why is it that after the first Spider-Man movie, the original Green Goblin costume is never used in other media besides Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2? Uh, one, it's a bad costume. Two, it looks like a Power Ranger. Three, it's got a static mask, so you can't convey emotion through it. Are you so talking... That's it? Oh, we're t- oh, okay. I got you. Stella, the oh, people's... Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. He says, after the first Spider-Man movie, the original Goblin costume is never... Well, he's talking about the Power Ranger movie costume, isn't he? I think he's talking about the original uh, Ditko costume. I mean, like, well, it's it, always it... been different after that first Spider-Man movie. Oh, well... Like, the Mark Miller costume is, is a bit different. It's more um, um, armor-ish. I... I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's like anything else. You know, it's an old 60s costume. It's green and purple. He looks like a demented elf. And, you know, they can't help but, you know, they want to make it look a little more modern. And, you know, that doesn't bother me. Okay, I have no idea what this means, but Stella, the people's champ or Hulkamania? Hulk Hogan, that's all I can answer. Okay, what, what's the people's champ? Is that a wrestler? I, I have no I Apparently it's a wrestler, so. Okay. I thought it was The Rock. I don't know. <laughs> Kevin, Anita Blake, yay or nay? Nay, never read any. Mike, it's Nightfall, or is Nightfall like the Clone Saga, but for the Dark Knight? No, because it didn't last forever. It had a it had a specific agenda, and it ended just at the right time it should have. CMS Timson uh, from New York for the Spider-Man movie reboot. Uh, organic web shooters. Should they ditch the organics and use uh, web shooters? Uh, I say yay, and everybody else? You want to see what it looks like when he builds them? I truly don't care. Okay. <laughs> Either way, I think he should. Uh, I would like Peter Parker to use his science skills, just like I would like Batman in the next movie to use his detective skills. 
Exactly. Is anyone going to pick up Shadowland? I am. I, I've liked what they were doing with Daredevil. Anybody else? No. Negative. Do you all have a local comic shop? If so, do you regularly buy comics there or do you buy from mail order? I'm thinking of switching to mail order because I'd like to save some cash, but I feel guilty ditching my local comic book shop. Uh, yes, I have uh, a couple of comic shops near me. I visit them, but I rarely buy anything. I, I feel bad when I, I leave by not buying anything, but uh, I, I find it just easier to have mail order ship it to me and you save some money that way. Any, anybody else you buy from your local comic shops? I think all of us, all of you guys do, right? Used to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since I'm uh, cutting it down to just Amazing Spider-Man, I might have to switch back to my local comic shop because with shipping and handling, I might not be saving anything anymore. Yeah. JR, you visit it every now and then. Yeah, I do. Uh, I used to do I, I used to do mail order because I liked the discount prices and I liked uh, the fact that I didn't have to drive anywhere and get my comics. But uh, I dropped mail order because I had to cut my comics buying back substantially. Also, I found out that I was pre-ordering, you know, because you have to pre-order several months in advance. Uh, I was pre-ordering series after about the first or second issue. I realized I didn't like them, didn't want them anymore, <laughs> and but yet I had I've been buying more in the pipeline. So. Um, Robert Bell, Stella, what is your favorite fictional relationship? Definitely Scarlett O'Hara and Rhett Butler from Gone with the Wind. Mike, I was listening to you from Crisis to Crisis podcast, and you talked about Wonder Woman and Superman's relationship, but you never went into why the relationship couldn't work. By the way, I read the issue. It felt like a cop-out, so can you explain? They just weren't right for each other. She was uh, an Amazonian princess on a mission of peace, and He's, you know, uh, a farm boy made good in the city. So <laughs> they were not at a point in, in, in their lives at the, at the time that that story was published where they could really have a relationship. And he says, it's, your wife likes fables, right? Then she might like the unwritten by Vertigo. I'll keep that in mind. Cool. Uh, Leon Cozy from the message boards. Uh, Brad, after having the site for an incredibly long time, do you think you're you do you think you like Spider-Man comics, TV shows, etc. Just for the sheer fact that you have the site. Um, the love of Spider-Man came before the site, and the website reaffirmed it by talking to it people every single day about Spider-Man by being on the board. So I think it just reaffirmed my long love of Spider-Man. And he also asked, if you didn't have the site, would you have given up reading the books but still be a Spidey fan and see the movies and TV shows which aren't all that hard to see? No, I don't think I'd... I, like I told Bailey in the, earlier in the show, I really I don't think I can go a month without knowing what's happened to one of my favorite characters. It's like having a best friend or a family member at this point by having him in my life for 35 years it seems uh, I just don't think I can drop the books. They're, I don't smoke. They're my they're my addiction, I guess. Uh, Jr., why do you like Norman so much? Oh god, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I answer it real short. Uh, one because Norman presents like many of us. Norman presents one face to the world, but in, in inside uh, or with you know with people who know him the best, he is quite something else. Uh, he puts on a false facade. Uh, two, he is a tortured character. Uh, three, he is both a son and a father, and that's part of the reason I like Harry as well. Is because I have both have been a son who has desperately wanted to please his father, and I have been a father who has tried to do the best for my son, but don't always know how. So I relate to the Osborne family dynamic very much. So that is an incredible answer in a short amount of time. That was really good, uh, Kevin. This is a, is this a good point to start reading Green Lantern? It's always a good point to start reading Green Lantern. 
Did you just f- drown? What the hell happened to Kevin? <laughs> there you are. All right. Good time to start reading Green Lantern, you said? Yes. Okay. Uh, Bailey, do you like the website? <laughs> he hates it. That's why he's on no, this No, I hate it. What kind of question is that? <laughs> Uh, he loves me. Uh, Stella, <laughs> did you get a little, did you get a little annoyed when the host said your secret identity, when I, like in episode one, when I called you Stella instead of Spider-Girl? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's always good to sort of keep your secret identity, but I can understand it's difficult because I think when you were first introduced to me, um, obviously we were on a first name basis rather quickly, but I mean, obviously that's sort of gone down the window since everyone, or gone out the window since everyone calls me Stella now, but. I jumped out I, the window. Yeah, as, as long as nobody, you know, knows my last name because there's sort of a certain point to which I want to put myself on the internet, so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Amazing Fantasy 15 from North Carolina says, Long-time listener, first-time questioner. Uh, sounds just like Larry King. Uh, to everyone, a crossover can be a wonderful thing if done right, that is. What is your favorite crossover? It doesn't have to be Spidey-related, but can be if you want. Uh, Kevin, crossover, what do you like? You just had to come to me first, didn't you? I Because I, no I, I don't have an answer. <laughs> uh, I can tell you that on Twitter, uh, Jeff Johns and Matt Fraction were talking about really wanting to do a Green Lantern, Invincible Iron Man crossover together, and that would probably be my favorite if they did it. I, I guess I'm going to have to go with Secret Wars. One is my favorite crossover. I mean, there's just so many different ramifications for a year plus. Oh, that kind of a crossover. All, of all the Marvel characters. So Secret War is my answer. JR, you got one? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I liked aspects of Dark Reign, but it's hard to say. I'm not a big fan of crossovers. Bailey, favorite crossover? Favorite invasion from DC, best Crisis on Infinite Earths. Stella? Um. Well, I'm a big fan of Civil War. Um, that was good. Yeah. Cool. All right, on that note, any final thoughts? JR, you got it. What do you got? Final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. My final thought is, holy cow, we've been at this for three hours and 45 minutes. I so, know. Uh, my God. Also, well, I suppose, actually, final thoughts, since we probably won't be talking like this until after your daughter is born. Uh, I want to say good luck, old man. You're going to need sir. it. Thank you. I will, yes. I will, I've been told I get to cut the cord, which, you know, I, I, uh, that's going to be kind of scary. I did not do it. I, I would do not it. do it. No, hell no. Just don't cut the doctor's finger off. Yeah. <laughs> Bailey, nothing. Bailey, final thoughts, sir. Really glad to be back, and sir, good. I wish you and your wife all the best, and I hope everything turns out okay. Thank you, sir. Stella. Uh, it's still zero zero in the you know 2010 World Cup. Is anyone going to score? But other than that, yes, congratulations, and I I hope for a Happy, happy labor, if such a thing exists. <laughs> there's there's going to be baby pictures front page, guaranteed. Kevin, final thoughts? Uh, just congratulations and good luck on the baby. And, uh, you know, don't kill yourself if you don't have time to edit a podcast for, <laughs> for a few weeks, we understand. Yes, all right. And that wraps up the last show for July. Before we go, I want to spotlight one more book from our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. This one is the Spider-Man Fantastic Four miniseries. Issue 3 is for sale, and the description reads, quote, Years ago, when the Fantastic Four were captured by a mysterious Skull Temptress, the new FF stepped in to take their place. It was Spider-Man, Wolverine, the Hulk, and Ghost Rider on the team. Now, for the first time, see what happened immediately following their classic first adventure. 
as the two teams get shaken up and pitted against each other. Now, the cover price for that book, $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Gang, thanks so much for listening. And for the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com, I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas.